0: It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together
1: and play a ton.
0: Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're Friday Friday Night Games. Friday Night Games.
1: (laughs) It will always be awkward.
0: No, nah, that wasn't awkward at all. We okay. totally hit. We totally nailed that. <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. So we are two board game enthusiasts who love to <laughs> party. <laughs> <laughs> or we love party <laughs> games.
1: And on today's show, we are going to highlight what makes a fantastic party game. And we're going to highlight a game using Cues, which was sent to us by the op. So when we talk about it, our opinion will be completely unbiased but we're just going to preview that we're going to discuss some different social party games that we were asked to review before that we haven't really mentioned on our podcast
0: and see where everything else goes
1: and when we do our geek out i think we're going to talk about some awesome party games i have a surprise from Matt. i want to get his kind of reaction about this party game that we played that i actually had a really fun time playing and see see what he thinks about that one
0: cool so what makes a good party game john
1: well i put it out there on our instagram to ask what. Some other fellow content creators thought would make a really good party game. The funniest thing was that you know people are trying to troll when you ask those things. So a very
0: popular answer was poop. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, Um, I I would have said beer.
1: I mean, let let's get into what people actually thought. Okay. I mean, I don't remember ever being at a party where poop was fun. (laughs) So
0: you weren't at a very good party then. No, I guess not.
1: (laughs) So our friends at Gamecasters says that. A party game has to play a lot of people, have a really light rule set, and rounds have to play quickly. They think that seems to be a great recipe. Family game time suggests that everyone needs to be having fun. To the point where no one cares what the score is or who's winning just because they're having that much fun. Cameron from Saving Throw Studio commented that every good party game needs to include beer. Ah, see? Cameron agrees <laughs> with me. And Meeple Merch said that they should be lighthearted and accessible. I thought that really, was really cool. They did throw a little story that they have a blind friend that they always play wits and wagers with. That way their friend can participate since there's no
0: board or cards. That's something uh, I wouldn't have even have thought of. That's, yeah. that's very clever. That's a good answer. Dif- a different answer.
1: What's really cool with that answer is that it's actually been a really hot topic on social media. Is like, how do you make games really accessible? So that was a really cool answer. I really enjoyed that. So thanks for everyone who answered on our Instagram post.
0: Was there any other submissions?
1: Yeah, there were some submissions, too, that people said to not have any secret roles. Okay. Isn't that like isn't that what all party games have <laughs> <laughs> these days? You know, there's the the big party game One Night Werewolf.
0: Right. Which is all secret roles. And resist I mean resistance and but resistance, resistance yeah. isn't I don't know, is it a party game? That's a good question because it doesn't have it's not for like a ton of people. Where Werewolf is similar but with a ton of people. But anyway, keep going.
1: Yeah, you know, I kind of wanted to get like your opinion on that because when you introduced Werewolf to me, it was a, in a party setting. And people were able to play along pretty easily. I don't see why hidden roles would be a bad thing in a party game.
0: You know, if you're trying to get a lot of people involved, you know, Ultimate Werewolf is a very good game for that. Maybe one of the things people don't like about secret roles is that when you have a secret role, you're completely doing that role. Right. So there's no, maybe side banter doesn't happen as much because you're role-playing.
1: Yeah, I guess I did see that when we played Werewolf last where it was a quiet game. Right. Right. It's not as, uh, which is
0: interesting because it shouldn't be a quiet game. It should be a game of accusing people. But even if you are accusing people, you're not discussing your family or kids or whatever, right? Right. Maybe that's the issue people have.
1: Maybe. Another one was the ability to drop
0: in or out. Which kind of goes along with what we were saying. Yeah. You can't really drop in or out of werewolf. Right. <laughs> unless, <laughs> well, you could. Get, unless you
1: get accused and you're kind of out of the
0: game. Unless, right? you, unless you're like, I am a werewolf. <laughs> I am a werewolf. <laughs> get rid of me. Get rid of me. I want to go eat pizza. The pizza's here. <laughs> I can't eat pizza if I'm in this game. Can someone just kill me already?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hang me? The ability to play with all age groups. And I like this answer too, to entertain people who don't play board games.
0: I agree with that. Party games are a very easy way to bring in people into the board game genre. I think it's more of a gateway game than the than the quote unquote gateway board games, right? Because people have a lot of fun playing board games, party games specifically, and that brings them into well, what else is there?
1: Right. You know, like we played our fair share of party games.
0: Uh, That's as well. Technically, how we got our group. Yeah. You know, we started off playing more party games, and and then you know, started figuring out like, hey, you know, what else interests us? You can argue epic spell wars and coup are party games. And yeah. those are two of the games we really love but we started we start off playing them and that really got us into it you know I, I'm like a collector of friends and we have a, <laughs> we have a group that goes way back to when I was in kindergarten and then it continues through high school university and I just keep adding people and then my wife's friends come and you know then we have a game of 20 for werewolf there you go and then people's wives and whatever yeah. <laughs> you have a question for me oh I do have a question for you what do you think makes? Uh, party game.
1: I think if everyone's having a good time, like I said, the last time we played werewolf, I felt like it was very quiet and people weren't totally into the game. Even though I really liked playing Werewolf the first time we played because we were playing with a smaller group of people and we were like really into the accusing.
0: Maybe that has to do with the group and yeah, exactly you know, the, the people, who, how they enjoy it. Good company. Thank, I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm usually there. There you go. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not a big like house party fan. Like I, you know, even like high school and college, I never really enjoyed going to house parties. Coming to our game night or like when you have extra people at your house, usually it's pretty good company and we can have a lot of fun playing some party games so i think you know good company alcohol obviously is always a good one and certain drinking games can be fun so like when we played was it buzzed oh buzz was good when we played when we went on our beer trip that was a lot of fun we had a lot of fun playing that especially when kyle and i changed wardrobes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> i've actually had a lot of fun playing all the drinking games that we played buzz drinking with fren- i know you weren't there when we played drinking or frenemies and you weren't there when we played drinking quest but both of those are very good too nice drinking quest is not really a party game though you could kind of consider that a board game with drinking there you go and drinking with me is very similar to buzz
1: cool so what do you think about the suggestions that people gave to us
0: i think like for me party game could be categorized into two things look at that look at that math coming at you right there <laughs> categorization of things
1: i picture matt's brain like that <laughs> meme or that woman's like thinking and the math equations are fading in and out of
0: isn't them. that isn't that from um wow <laughs> hold on a second here is Isn't that from hangover
1: Nah, maybe, when I he's like
0: know. going down the escalator and then he's like i have all these equations going and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets off the table and loses isn't that what it's from maybe i don't know i don't know okay well anyways i don't know
1: i'm not meme games not strong
0: i'm more i'm more like him okay <laughs> zach galifianakis in that movie a uh, hangover that's what i'm like anyway so <laughs> it, it's two things for me and the two main categorizations for me is non-thinking and laughter. And so, like, if you're going to play a party game, it should be non thinking. Like, you can play it while having a conversation. Me and you are playing this game, and there's thinking. Yeah, I know what my moves are, but I don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. But, and, you know, janitor or poker might be a good example, mainly because, you know, those are games people play repetitively and, and they're well known. So you can just play them and have a conversation while you're playing. The other thing that really makes a good party game for me would be laughter. Weird enough, I can read a room really well i can tell people are having fun or not having fun and so games where i see everyone kind of excited and really into it those are the games i know are very good party games so whenever we play coup yeah everyone's super into it they love it
1: well everyone's always the duke (laughs) or the captain (laughs) or the captain yeah but i
0: mean like that's that's the thing right like everyone's super into it though And everyone's having like a fantastic time. Everyone's laughing and joking and like accusing each other. And there's a lot of banter going on. And and I think that that is the other thing. So you shouldn't be thinking too much and you should be having a good time. And then they may or may not be together, right? You may have a game where it may not be as fun, but you're not thinking as much. Or there might be a game where it's really fun and you're thinking a lot more. I agree. All right, cool. So we actually got to preview a very new party game.
1: Yeah, the people at the Op were gracious enough to send us a couple games. But in this podcast, we're just going to feature Hughes & Cues. Yeah, very cool. So Hughes & Cues is a vibrant game of colorful communication where players are challenged to make connections to colors with words. What's cool about this is since everyone imagines colors differently, you know, connecting those colors with uh, certain cues makes for a good time. And what I like about this game... Is the board, from what I read online, was play tested with people who live with colorblindness. Oh, so, so it's that accessible. They, so they so they can play it easy and still have a good time, which I think
0: was awesome. And yes, so it's accessible. Okay, so someone with colorblindness could actually play this game. Yeah. That's really cool. So if
1: you look at the board, it's a lot of blues and a lot of greens, mostly, which I guess I'm not an expert on it, so I'm not sure. But I guess that's how they can interpret colors easier that way. If I'm wrong, shout it out. So I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah. No, that's really. I. That's cool that they made the game like that. Yeah, I
1: think I. I think I read on one of the forums or something the creator was saying that they did it for colorblindness. That. That's yeah. awesome. So who
0: who is this game for? What do you think?
1: I mean, it could be pretty much for anyone. I actually thought about playing it with my four-year-old.
0: I actually saw that. I think your four-year-old could play it with you. Like, like a very simple version of it. Right. Right. Definitely could.
1: But yeah, it could be a good little family game. I think we had, a, we had a lot of fun playing it in our group where we played with uh, four of us. I had a lot of fun playing it.
0: I had a lot of fun playing it too. It was also interesting for me to see the psychological perspective of what people think colors are.
1: <laughs> You're always analyzing people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm analyzing you
0: right now. Yeah analyze this stop looking at me <laughs> but um no it's interesting cuz people have different perspectives on things right so right. for instance when i when i when you think of an apple when i just say the word apple what's the first color that comes to mind green red for me right right and that but, just, but
1: i like red apples more than green
0: apples but i think that's just perception upon what you conceive an apple right so right. you know for me a red apple i think a cartoon apple in my head and when a cartoon apple is always red yeah Right, and in your mind, you're thinking green apple. Why? Just because everything, when you think of apple flavors and stuff, it's always green apple. Right. Apple. So, so it's really cool to see that different perspectives of the same thing. Right. So the first clue is one word. Correct. Right. Yep. So that's why you know if I had red and I said apple that I'm either going to get half the people going to green or half the people going to red because those are the two main colors people are going to choose when they think of Apple.
1: When you play the game, it's this giant board of just colors. And the, the object of the game is to get as many people as you can on your color. You want the most points. So you get a grid. So say you chose, you know, the color and you said Apple or whatever. And then I put my number on like J4.
0: So are you going green? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, we'll say green. Put on a green well, whatever color. Whatever the, yeah, you have like a letter and a number. That's how I choose the color on the board, first of all.
1: Put my token there, and then there's, like, a scoring box that covers nine squares. So everyone's trying to earn the most points, and whoever is the cue giver gets points for how many people are inside that square grid. So you want people to guess.
0: And outside the outer edge, too. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no the no. cue giver gets points sorry, for people sorry Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. I If I'm giving the clue, I only get points for people in it. Right. Everyone who's trying to guess it gets points. If they're just outside the edge or inside of it. Right. They get more points. It's, like, one, two, and three.
1: And it's really cool because it was neat to see that perspective. Like when you, I think you gave that example, Apple. I, you did. I did. I did. That's why it's in my head. <laughs> yeah. You had the option of giving a second cue. You don't have to. But if, if they're way off, like say everyone put it on on green, and you're red, then you would say like you don't have to say red red apple, but you can you can't say the color in the cue, but you can say something like clown nose. Right. Right, to and make bring, it more obvious. Yeah. So the second cue has two words, and then you shift everyone over that way, best you can. Yeah, it's really cool to see how people interpret colors.
0: Yeah, and everyone's going to have a different perception of it. And I guess, like, it's hard to talk about this game for so long because it is a very simple game. Mm -hmm. And the premise, like, we literally just told you how to play. (laughs) It is really that simple. Yeah, It's for all ages. It did not take us long to play. I think we played within 20 minutes. Yeah, we
1: didn't play up to the 50 points. Played up to 30. Still wasn't that long. But it
0: was not that long.
1: I mean, we could have played maybe another 10 10 minutes. We would have been fine.
0: I enjoyed it, too, because we brought it out on a night We hadn't seen Bill in a while and we hadn't seen Michaela in a while. So actually we, we could talk and have conversations while playing it.. Right. You know it was so casual that it didn't seem like it took all your thought. And we're having fun making fun of each other. You know, like, when I said apple, everyone's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, red? Or, like, someone said grape, and then someone used grape again, and then when they used grape again, they're like, it was a different grape. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because people were thinking differently. Again, like, you were saying how green apple from Like, flavors Skittles or something. Right, right? where grape yeah. from flavors is different than, like, a grape grape, right? So it's just, it was just so interesting, like, hearing about how people interpret the colors. And then also, we, did, we saw different shades, too. I don't know if you noticed it, but sometimes we would see a shade on the card, and then it was hard to like on the grid it looked di- slightly different.
1: Well, yeah, when colors are put together, they're going to be a little bit different as well. right? Yeah. Just our brain can't process colors. It, bl- it blends. It blends stuff, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what it's blending. What was interesting to me was when I was playing, you pick up the card with the four colors on it. It's actually really hard to think of something <laughs> of those colors, especially something that's like a light purple. I don't, I'm going to say lavender. I know that's a color, but like that lavender color, like what other than lavender is that color? I right?
0: don't no, even know what color lavender was. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: I had a really difficult time to try to make it easy enough for you guys to guess my co- my color.
0: Well, yeah, you could say lavender and I might have a different shade. But you can't in say my, the color in the cue. But you could say lavender. That's a color. Oh. Well, I don't know. It's just I thought I thought they said "didn't chartreuse," wasn't chartreuse one of the Oh, yeah, I guess. one of the answers and you could say that. But the thing is like I don't first of all, I don't know what chartreuse is. <laughs> but my chartreuse is going to be different than your chartreuse. Okay. <laughs> I think that's why that's acceptable. But my red is going to be your red. Right. Makes sense. I guess.
1: So let's compare what everyone thought was a good party game and see if Hughes and Q's
0: hits those points. So I took all the points you listed yep. and made a little list. So I'm gonna ask I'm gonna throw these questions at you. Does Hughes and Q's handle a lot of people? Three to ten. So yes. Yes. I would say that's yes. Light rule set. Yes. Can the rounds be played quickly? 100%. Everyone was having fun to the point where no one cares what the score is. I would say having fun, but there's a, it's a
1: score-based game. So I was caring about the score because I wanted to win.
0: I was going to say I felt like there was people caring about the score. Yeah. You don't really care about the score. You're just playing to play. Right. I think you and Bill actually cared about the score while Michaela and I were just trying to play Right. So, but Bill and I are competitive. Right. So we'll put <laughs> uh, we'll put a mediocre thing in there. Yeah. Okay. Beer. I
1: mean, it'll sl- it'll blur your vision a little bit. I Think. What are but... we drinking on that? Think we were. Don't, aren't we always drinking? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not actually. We're not we're, drinking we're now.
0: Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe we were, but I don't think we were like hammered. No. No. Was it accessible? Yes. So, yes, for colorblind people, right? Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. No secret roles. No
1: secret roles.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I was secret roles, betrayer, betraying myself. <laughs> Can you play with all age groups?
1: it recommends eight plus. I want to play with my like four year old. I would probably have to make it a little bit more, a little simple and
0: yeah, but I feel like you could play with your four-year-old very well. So I'll test it on. Uh, you Wednesday. should. You should do just like Sesame Street characters. I bet you that would be like so easy and fun. I don't watch TV with my kid. She has, she has what no know she Sesame watch? Street is. Oh, okay. Well, figure out what she watches. I'm just kidding. Entertain people who don't play board games. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, Michaela, when she comes, prefers the lighter games. And I know when we play, I know when we were playing Dead Man's Cabal. She was like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not having this. But when we played like Trial by Trolley. She was all about it. You right. Know what I mean? so like, she likes those lighter games.
0: Right. Poop. <laughs> well poop is a color yes you could poop you could be a it could be a hint so yes yes <laughs> poop <laughs> accidental nudity i
1: mean <laughs> depends on how short your shorts were that night matt <laughs> or how much
0: we're drinking immature content
1: well yeah i guess <laughs>
0: depends who's playing the game <laughs> i mean if you're comparing poop now then yeah
1: <laughs> if we're playing the game oh it's immature
0: unfortunately matt's no thinking definition so, can you have a side conversation? Yeah. Yes. You can have a side conversation. We were, I think, the entire time. Yeah. Matt's laughter definition. We were laughing. Yeah. Especially,
1: had- like, and I don't remember. I remember Bill said something about the best starburst. He was saying something about starbursts. Oh, he said
0: the best starbursts. Best starbursts.
1: And I was like, well, obviously, like the cherry red. But he was talking about the strawberry pink one, which is, like, the worst <laughs> starburst. The cherry Next red. Next to lemon.
0: I actually, no. <laughs> lemon is the best. I chose Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow Uh, doesn't have a good rap And I'm always for the underdogs So I chose Yellow
1: You probably like Green Apple Skittles More than the Lime ones Uh, (laughs) Laugh it all up (laughs) I actually like this game a lot more than I thought I would To be honest Okay, I wasn't sure what to expect from it and I saw a couple of playthroughs online. I'm like, yeah, this looks all right. But actually sitting and playing it with a group of people was actually a lot of fun.
0: I was going to say it's a very good starter game too because yeah. it's short. I know we play the 30, but you can play it to 50. And I don't think that would take very much longer. Yeah. And you can play with a lot of people. And the thing is, your turn is simultaneous too. Well, I guess it's not supposedly simultaneous, but everyone can think of the color they want to do and put their marker down almost right away. You're supposed right. to take turns because, you know, you could, yeah, you could do it. You right could steal clockwise. someone's color. Right. It's quick. It's very, very quick. And then looking at our points from what everyone said, it hits all the points. Yeah. Right. It honestly does. So, you know, kudos to the op. They did a great job. And I like it. You like it. Everyone we played it with liked it. And I wouldn't mind bringing it out to any group. Right. be honest
1: so we want to appreciate the op for sending us hues and cues, which is a game that came out in 20 this year 2020 and it was designed by scott brady and it's available now to purchase at anywhere your local friendly local game stores or on the op website check it out we highly recommend it yep so Speed. now that we talk about party games that we en- that we enjoy let's get into some that we
0: that aren't for us that aren't for us so let's just first state that these games are for a very specific audience right so we call them social party games. Right. They're a little different than the party game genre. These games will include texting, social media posts, prank calling. They could be lewd. They could be not lewd. Generally, they could be confusing to whoever's getting the <laughs> texts. <laughs> All right. Because you're basically pranking people. Yeah. We had two games to review. The first one was Hashtag Did the Mission. And the, I can explain the game in one minute. Right. You basically draw two random Cards? Word cards? Yep. One's like a noun. And one's a verb? Verb or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you you draw a verb and a noun. And it's kind of of the lines of Cards Against Humanity. So you're looking at, they could be okay. So, you know, the one that is posted on their website is like stringy special. And then you have to prank someone with that. But you could get some really lewd ones. Right. So it can be kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. So there's a challenge card. So you use those two words, and it either says like post on your social media, take your friend's phone and text their boss, or text a random number in their phone, or like prank call a business and try to talk about the stringy special or whatever, right?
0: Right. There, there's also a Cards Against Humanity thing too. Everyone gets to define the word, yeah, and then you could choose the best. I think we had the most fun doing that with it. I agree. Hey guys, editor's note. The second game that you're going to hear Matt and John talk about was canceled in its entirety by the creator after we recorded this episode. So for the remainder of the show, we will be calling this game another name all right back to the show so the second game you know a little bit more of
1: yeah we got this game called matt
0: and john have tiny feet
1: it was sent to us to kind of preview previewed on our instagram i mean with this one i didn't find it terrible it was okay for me but basically you draw a card and you're supposed to text whoever the card i know one of the cards said text the last person you saw naked and it'll give you like a list of words and you have to create a paragraph with those words in it essentially right and the more words you put in the paragraph the more points you get and you get added points if they text you back and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's not terrible. It's actually more playful than anything, but I know they have different like sets. I know that they think they've got like a stoner one and um, stuff like that. So I think it could be lube, but the one they sent us was more
0: uh, lighthearted and, and funny. Okay. So what do you think of these two games?
1: I can see the appeal to them. Okay. And I can see how they can be fun, especially if you're like in a high school or like a college
0: party setting. So I'm just going to point out there, I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This, this isn't as much fun to me. Right.
1: And I'm going to side with you on that one just because we are working professionals. So sending texts or like if I gave you my phone to text someone, you're going to most likely text someone that either works for me or you're going to text my boss. Right. That, that, that's who my contacts is or like my mom. Right. So, <laughs> you know, like I didn't mind Matt's stinky feet that much. Like I said before, it seemed a little more lighthearted and like whatever. I'll, you can send a random paragraph, but it's like. I don't want you touching my phone, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not about that. And I can see the appeal, and I can see why it would be fun to play. It's just not for me, you know. Like, we're in our our mid thirties, heading into late thirties, <laughs> and uh, you know. So I did something really fun. Yeah, what'd you do? Did you text my boss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <You> I... <laughs> son of a bitch.
0: Yeah, check your. Uh, yeah, you better check your phone. <laughs> Looks like you don't got a job now, John. Hope you enjoy unemployment. All right. So what I did was I went on the website for John's hairy feet and I went on the website for hashtag did the mission and I pulled two examples and I drafted up an email to my coworkers (laughs) and I said, these are the two games that we got to review. I gave them a little spiel, gave them the most PG responses ever because I don't want to be fired. Right. (laughs) And I said, Hey, you know, what would you do if I texted you or prank called you with these things? Okay. And I asked them to give me responses. So I'm going to read the responses. And these range from people in their 20s to people in their early 40s. Okay. And it goes from coworkers at the same level as me, coworkers who are at the same level as me on a different team, and my boss's boss.
1: Okay. I'm going to tell you one thing, though. <laughs> this sounds hilarious. Yeah. And it makes these games more fun. To me in this light. So proceed.
0: Their responses are what they would be thinking if I sent this to them. And some of them even commented on the game concept. Okay. Okay. So, uh, first one is a younger co worker. We'll call her G. She is at the same level as me. Okay. I don't think it's professional, <laughs> but I don't think it would be an HR incident. So, I asked them if it was an <laughs> HR incident. <laughs> I'm assuming you would later clarify to me that you were playing this game, and if the game really took off and everyone was doing it, then it might be normal to get a call like this. Like how everyone's TikToking now. Right. This is her response. Do I want to play, says G? No. (laughs) I think both texting and phone call games are very high school. No, not even high school. They are junior high school. Early teens. Huh. (laughs) Huh. Table flip. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what junior high school is, but cool. All right. That's because we're Canadian. Yeah. We don't have that. <laughs> okay. So second one, our age co-worker, we'll call him S. The calling one would be funny coming from you, Matt. As I know, you're way <laughs> too nice of a person to be saying it. Oh, thanks, S. <laughs> the texting one would look like someone spoofed your number and was trying to scam me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The texting one's right from our website. It's the answer you put up for John's man bun on the blurb. So if you want to see what I sent them, you can see that.
1: Well, it's funny because Matt has like the oldest cell phone ever. (laughs) Like his, his, like, I think you still have a flip phone, right?
0: I still have a flip phone, don't I? Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. You still have a flip phone. Oh, yeah. Phone. yeah. No, I, I don't, but. Oh, you we'll don't? say I do. Okay.
1: I don't even know your cell phone. No, mine's, cause mine's, I never see it my
0: phone's like five or six years old. Yeah. So, and it's, yeah, it's, it's bad. It barely even <laughs> works. It doesn't have data on it. Yeah. So, first of all, I think all these people are like, first of all, you, you call people. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't think I've ever talked to Matt on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so either. I'm not, a, I'm actually more of a phone person than I'm anything. But so this next one, this person's older co-worker on another team and we'll call him E. So his first thing he says is why couldn't work contacts be off limits for this game? Let's let's just say that, you know, you're drunk right (laughs) and i pick up your phone i do whatever and some of the games are like i pick up your phone john and then i make a call right so imagine you picked up my phone and started doing this to my coworkers. right could be bad right
1: yeah and you think too like i'm not i don't have my contacts just have their name it's not be
0: like so and so where i work let's say it's a like choose the c list well you're gonna see like charlie colin charlene who's the first person you're gonna text Charlene. Right. <laughs> right? So, like, get me in trouble, right? Anyway, so E keeps going. I'm in the older demographic for this game for sure, but still, I'm asking who is calling a- anyone these days, let alone leaving a voicemail. One of them said leave a voicemail. Was like, who's leaving a voicemail? <laughs> Comedy Central just canceled Drunk History, which was intelligent and funny. You'd have to be way more creative than Drunk History than that show with your drunk call for this to even be remotely entertaining. Ouch. Also, if you were a coworker and I'm looking for leverage on you whatsoever, <laughs> you know I'll be calling up HR. Oh, or, record- HR or recording your, you know, make a note of your call or whatever for later. It's a dog eat dog world out there, and if you're playing this game, you're wearing milk bone underpants. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> also, uh E is a listener to our show, so that's actually really cool too. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, E. Yeah, man. Thanks for so, hope you're listening right now. So and then finally, this manager is slightly older than us, and he's actually my manager's manager. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, he is the power to hire and fire. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And we'll call him Big R. <laughs> Big R. <laughs> All right. So Unless you can really trust the co-workers, it would be a very, very dangerous play. That is why I think Manders of all sorts try not to leave paper trails of random emails, IMs, that can indict them later on. You just never know how someone would react. Similar to how you shouldn't work late with someone of the opposite sex at your job. I know that seems absurd to be this sensitive with others, but it's just not worth the risk. There are very specific people I work with that I'm willing to say things to that I can trust them to that level with. And I try not to expand that group because it is just too much to manage. Like, lying about something to one person, you have to keep up the lie with all those people. That's, that's heavy. Yeah, that's actually a very good answer. I mean it's coming from the manager's manager, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, these games can be fun, but like honestly, when as soon as like a phone is involved, I'm out.
0: So those responses are people of our age. Right. Right. So they're professionals in a work environment. And that and that is the fear. The fear for us is that if someone got our phone, right, would they have the restraint to not text my boss?
1: No. That's the first person I'm gonna either text your wife, your mom, or your boss. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly. Uh, those are the
1: only three people I'm looking for.
0: And that's why you don't want to play this game. Right. And the drunker you get, the easier it is for you to do that. And, exactly. And, you know, and like for you, you're a manager also. Right. So imagine I picked up your phone and did an inappropriate comment to one of your employees and they just were not having a good day with you that day. Bam, you're fired, man. Yeah. You know, that ain't worth it.
1: Yeah, it's not worth it. But on the, on the lighter side of things, if we were in our 20s, I'd be all about this game so
0: okay so let's flip the table yeah who should play this game high school College students. Yeah. People who don't care about the message getting, you know, out there. Or as the 1G said, maybe you let them know what's happening. Be like, hey, I'm about to send you a drunken, you know, I'm playing this game. No, I'm going to send you a warning. Or if the game takes off, then everyone knows about it. So it's not as big of a deal. But I still think there's inappropriateness to it.
1: As a working professional, these games aren't for us. I'm not saying don't check them out. If you're into that kind of stuff, go for it. They seem like they can be a lot of fun.
0: But I did see some good with hashtag to the mission. You know, I felt like they're the default. Defining part of that game was really good. Yeah. That is a good thing. If you like Hearts of the man, you'll love the defining part. Right. But if you have the willpower <laughs> to do it, you might like that other part of it if you're not afraid of that.
1: And you know what? When I was younger, I used to prank call people all the time. I loved prank calling. We we used to listen to the jerky boys. Yeah, well, what but I'll how old to...
0: were we though? We were uh, like Yeah, I was like twelve. And you could star six nine your call, so <laughs> you know, like no one knows who you are. That's I don't know if that's an American thing, that's Canadian thing. Yeah. You block your number and you know, that stops you from... That makes you feel invincible. Ha, ha, ha. Cell phones. I mean, I guess maybe you could block your number.
1: I got a funny story. Okay. About prank calling. Kevin's on the line, so he'll appreciate this one. So there was one time I called... I went to call Kevin okay. when we were in grade school. And I dialed the wrong number off by, like, one number. And this little kid picked up. And I was like, hey, is Kevin there? And he's like, yeah, this is Kevin. And I was like, no, it's not." but I thought it was Kevin's sister. Oh. Pretending to be Kevin and she and, you know i just thought she was just being a little shithead
0: and this is right. why she doesn't like you right <laughs> no
1: Anyway, so I was like, oh, I'm going to get Kevin's sister back, hang up, call again. They No one answered. I left this, like, Adam Sandler sex and weightlifting. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> on their no. answering how machine? how old were you? You uh, must have been, I, like, 12, I, I was 11.
1: in grade, yeah, grade 7 or 8. I don't
0: know. Oh, oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: So I left on this house's uh, answering machine, Adam Sandler sex and weightlifting. <laughs>
0: John's he, <laughs> to try to John's, try to John's you should see he's tearing up right now yeah,
1: to try to prank call Kevin's sister for being a little little shithead on the phone pretending to be Kevin. Turns out it's this like little five year old oh, six year old kid no. whose name was actually Kevin, and their mom called the cops on me. Like, I had the cops show up at my house, and, like, oh, man, I got in so much trouble. Oh,
0: imagine, imagine like, you're a five-year-old kid, and they pick up the phone again, and that's all they hear is sex (laughs) and weightlifting. You're like, that kid's in therapy because of you right now.
1: Uh, Anyway, but, uh, yeah, that was my funny story. Sorry, but, I mean, like, you know, if I was 12, I would love this game.
0: (laughs) If I was 12, I'd love this game, too. And I think that that's kind of where it comes from. It's, like, if you're young, you might actually like it. But if you're, like... Again, you're a professional. You're not going to like this game. Right. Because you're going to be scared out of your mind that someone that is important is going to get your text message. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Let's geek out about something here. So let's just throw around the top ranked party games of board game geek so we're not going to rank them these are already ranked for us but number 1 is code names or play that really yeah yeah i have played code names it's good it's a good game i think it appeals to everybody yeah it's pretty easy i think there's more thinking though it's more of a quiet game right second one is decrypto i haven't played it i actually demoed it but i couldn't understand it it was a little more complicated and the guy who made it stood me up at PAX unplugs so i don't know maybe it's good it probably is resistance i played it it's good you haven't played it just one. Uh, we own it. We didn't have time to play it. I think we might play it this week, but that's okay. Secret Hitler. No. Deception Burn in Hong Kong. We talked about another show. Sushi Go Party. Sushi Go is awesome. I don't know if you ever played Sushi Go. Mm-hmm. Dixit's good, but that's for a different crowd. I say it's for like, it's more of a thinking game and it's for like a crowd who just wants to chill. It's not really like a complex game or game of fun laughing. I haven't played like any of these party games. Oh, really? <laughs> I go down the coup? list. I'll tell you Coup's the first on one.
1: I, first one I played is Dixit. Really? Which
0: is you haven't played Codenames?
1: Oh, sorry. Codenames I played. Yeah. And then I haven't played Dixit after that. And then werewolf and then coup after that.
0: Yeah. There's some really good ones on there that I would need to try, but I haven't. Monikers is one of them. Highly recommended. If you go to page two, Oh, bang, bang the dice game. There's this game called Samurai sword that we play. It's mm-hmm. a better version of Bang. Not the Dice game, though. But if you go to the second page, there's Fake Artist Goes to New York, which I recommended to a friend, and they love that game. Nice. They say it's their, like, favorite go-to game now. Uh, Wavelength is on there. I like that one, but I think I like Koo better.
1: So I know on Friday when we played, you guys played a couple party games. Right. What did you guys play?
0: Played Point Salad and Llama.
1: Every time I hear Point Salad, I think of Fruit
0: Salad. You know what? I actually said Fruit Salad <laughs> when I was writing my tweet about it, and then I'm like, oh, i got to re- re- reverse that. <laughs> Or when I was making this note, I actually yeah. wrote Fruit Salad. So how were those two games? Fruit sal- I'm just kidding. Point Salad was good, and I would highly recommend it. It was very casual. You'd have a conversation. It was very easy to play. In fact, Bill was over, Bill and Makila, and Bill had a headache and didn't want to play at first, but then he watched us play around, and he got it right away. Very simple. You either draft two veggies in point salad or you pick a points card. And then you're just trying to satisfy the conditions on your points card by drafting veggies. Nice. And then it just goes until all the cards are gone, and the number of cards is based on the number of players. Real fun. I loved it. Cool. And the second game was Llama. And Llama's kind of like a, it's not a trick taping game. It's kind of like Uno or maybe like more like Janitor where you got to play like, you know, if a two is played, you got to play a two or a three. Okay. Three is played, you got to play a three or a four. Goes one, two, three, four, five, six, and then Llama. And then on Llama, you could play a one. And it repeats that. And if you can't play a card, you draw a card. Or you can fold. If you fold, you get all the points in your hand. Okay. So Bill is watching us play that too. And he picked up on it right away. We had a blast playing it. Although we annihilated him probably because he had a headache. Yeah, both those games are really fun. Let me ask you, what is your best party game you ever played?
1: The best party game I've ever played? I really don't know. I mean, I probably had the most fun fun we had a night where we played we kind of took our group and separated and we had like two tables of two different games going on so i played dead man's cabal with like novi matt and michaela and you played fire tower with bill and i think your brother played around with you that day i think and then we kind of all gathered together and we played trial by trolley
0: oh trial by trolley yeah right
1: which was a lot of fun but I think I had more fun that night playing the game. We didn't play Teslas at all.
0: Really? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. I really thought, like, you can really tell the game was just nonsense, but it was a lot of fun. It was just super lighthearted and funny. And we were, I, the whole room was laughing the entire time.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't find it, I didn't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it kind of reminded me of the game Flux yeah flux is like you pull cards and you have different rules and i like flux better so i don't know but I, maybe we didn't play test this at all it was a good game because it wasn't play test at all and it's just random yeah so maybe that's why you liked it so much
1: i like the some of the cards you know there was like oh the wasn't there one like you kick people out if they had like a certain card i don't remember but oh yeah I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah
0: yeah they're kicked out of the round or something
1: yeah it was good i had a lot of fun yeah, playing that one.
0: I'll, I will give it credit. Sometimes games are just simple yeah. and nonsensical or great party games. Because you're right, we were laughing. You had side conversations. It wasn't like anything serious.
1: But I think the best experience, not really the best experience, but one that stands out to me for party games is I went to a conference last year for work. And we kind of all like all did our own thing most of the time. Like after everything was done, like most of us just like kind of went to our room. And but one night we're like, let's all get together. Let's do something as a team. And we play Joking Hazard. Nice. And you know, alcohol was involved, and which is which is fine. But <laughs> there's one card on there that that just yells like "fuck you" like really loud, right? And that's just, like, an inside joke with, like, me and a co-worker. I had a lot of fun playing that. Joking Hazard's fun. I like that style. I never really got into Cards Against Humanity.
0: So you said you had, like, an inside joke between you and one of your buddies? Yeah,
1: like, it was just, like, they laid that card down. And just, like, when they laid it down, it was just, like, we all just sort of just shouted out really loud in the
0: hotel. Like, there's 12 of us in this room. Oh, just, like, in unison? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Oh, was that word? Yeah
1: you <laughs> yeah. oh man so it's just like an inside it's like joke, a chorus and, uh, it's
0: just like a chorus of people it was like a chorus of angels
1: singing the f-word um <laughs> uh, but it was funny like and you know a party game to me if you have a really good time something that creates good memory right right and i think that a lot of party games that we play create those memories
0: yeah right and i was gonna say so the best party game I've played. I think you maybe you play this. You ever play the game Things with us? You've not heard, with you, but you've I've heard played some, it. You've yeah. heard some epic stories of our Things games, but we really rip into each other. So basically, you go into the game with you have to have.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. You, <laughs> I'm not, I, I, maybe I'll get into it, but you you have to go in with the understanding that we are horrible people.
1: No, you're not horrible people.
0: We, no, but we will we will attack your lowest points. Right. We will. We, you, if we yeah. see something that makes you. Feel Feel uncomfortable it will get brought up again and, and again. again and again like we were repetitive joke people
1: <laughs> you take people's vulnerability and you stab them in the face with it
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well i remember now i'm like what are you t- talking about yeah and yeah, then i
1: remember the story yeah and and, idea,
0: and yeah. you agreed. i'm not gonna get into it but it's just like you know you know we'll attack kyle for instance right and then it'll be like Kyle, you have a drinking problem and then the whole thing will be like the next seven seven Years? games of things. Seven <laughs> No, the next seven games of like the next seven rounds are all about someone throws in a Kyle a joke about Kyle drinking, right? Yep. Or like and then it gets a little bit wilder, right? Someone will then say, you know, uh I don't even say it. No, say I won't say it. it. No. Well, it gets dark. It gets dark. <laughs> it just it, it got real
1: dark. The story that Matt's referring to got
0: real dark. The whole point is we we just take the minute we tug on someone's heartstrings, it right. just—it's like how far can we go? How I old would the have top? punched
1: you guys in the face, <laughs>
0: <It's> so hard, <laughs> and we would have deserved it. But that's the thing—you yeah. got to go in. You got to go in with the understanding of what you signed up for. This is what you signed up for—a Pre- bunch. Precursor
1: of- when you start. Hey guys, I am going to talk about your mom the
0: entire <laughs> night. <laughs> And then there's an understanding there. And you're like, oh, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Just to let you know, this is what you signed up for. If you don't like it, go home. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how we roll with that. So now we have like a little thing where it's like, I have to like put a disclaimer. (laughs) Whenever we play that game.
1: Are we playing a party game? Uh, No swearing. (laughs) There's like a rule set to party games (laughs) at Matt's house now. (laughs) A huge thank you again to The Op for sending us hues and cues to preview on this podcast. And thank you all for listening. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or hit that follow button on your favorite streaming platform. If you have a game that you'd like for us to check out or talk about, or if you've created a game and you want us to preview it on the podcast, just let us know by emailing us at info at FridayNight.games. Don't forget to check us on our social media. Follow us on Instagram at FridayNightOfficial and on Twitter at FridayNightGMS. And don't forget to check back every Friday night for our next episode. And remember, it's Friday night, and let's have some fun.